And I want to say thank you for being here today. I know it's cold outside. If you're, if you're cold today, just turn and look at someone and say, brr. <laughs> and if you're online, thank you for joining us. Some of you are nice and cozy in your living room, and, and you, can, you don't have to turn to anyone and say anything because you're good. But seriously, I just want to say this, that, that it's a real blessing to be together today and worship together. Uh, there was a football game that happened last week, and the, the team that won, the coach, I'm not even going to say names because I know it'll make people mad, but the, the coach that won had a saying that says, who has it better than us? Nobody. And, and I just want to say there is no better place you can be. There's nothing better you could be doing today than worshiping together with God's people. And, and so thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us online. You may notice there's kind of an empty section over here. Um, if you think it's cold, think about this. 53 of our people are out on the ski slopes today. <laughs> Our teens are on ski retreat, and so there's 44 kids and nine adults, and they're skiing and tubing today, and I'm pretty sure that they're cold. <laughs> and, and so here's the deal. I, I wanna take some time before we jump into God's Word, and, and I just wanna say a quick prayer for them, um, because it, number one, we want God to keep them safe and warm, uh, but more importantly, the most important thing the reason they do ski retreat, the reason they do all of these events, and the reason everything happens is so that we can grow closer to God. So my prayer is for safety, for warmth, but my, my real prayer is that God will speak to them. So will you just join me in praying for our teens, and, and let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity we have to gather here this morning. I thank you for each person that's here in person, each person online. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us. And Lord, I thank you that you're with us. And as we talk about your presence today, we're aware that you're not just here, but you're out on the ski slopes and you're all over the world. And so I pray that you would be with our teens and our, and our teen leaders that are out um, skiing today and tubing. I pray that you'd be with them the rest of this weekend on their retreat. Lord, I pray that you would keep them safe. Um, I, I pray that you would keep them warm. But most of all, Lord, I pray that you would speak to them. We know that these opportunities are opportunities to grow closer to you, and so I pray, Lord, that you would speak to each one there. I pray that you would speak to each one of us here. Speak to us through your word. Help us to, to walk with you every day. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you're here. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, we're going to continue in Psalm 139. And our series is called Known, and, and here's the deal. Uh, in, in the church, we have a vision, upward, outward, forward, and the upward piece of our vision is that we want every person that walks in the doors of the church to grow in their relationship with Christ. So, so here's the deal. I want you to know this, that, that the God of the universe, the one true God, created you, knows you, and invites you into a relationship with Him. You are invited into an intimate, just think about the magnitude of this. I, I don't care what the people around you think of you. I don't care what other people have said to you this week. The God of the universe loves you and invites you into an intimate relationship to know Him. We, we talked last week about uh, Psalm 139, that, that, that God knows us completely. God knows us perfectly. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to read uh, last week's scripture, and, and then we'll get into this week's uh, here in a minute. But Psalm 139, starting in verse 1, this is God's Word. My prayer is that God will speak to you. And I, I just want to say this. Today we're talking about God's presence, and the same way you see me standing in front of you, the same way I am physically here with you, God's Spirit is here with us, and God wants to speak to you. 
So, so as we read God's word, my prayer is that you receive it and that you hear from God. More than you hear from me or anything that you hear from God today. So verse 1, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. So don't sit down yet. But, but what he says, David starts this psalm by saying, God, you know me. You know everything about me. You know my thoughts. You know my words. You know where I go. You know everything. So, so if you weren't here last week, just quick recap, God knows you completely, knows your deepest thoughts knows everything about you, and God chooses still to love you. Praise God. Verse 7, David turns his attention from God's knowledge to God's presence. Verse 7, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee your, from your presence? If I go up in the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. All right, as you're sitting down, sit down, turn to someone and say, God is with us. It's pretty good. I heard you guys. I appreciate that. So, so last week, we, foc we focused on God's omniscience, and that's God's all-knowing, that He knows everything. This week, we're going to focus on God's omnipresence, that God is everywhere. So, so like I said in my prayer, God is on the ski slopes, God is in Africa, God is here, God is at people's houses, God is everywhere. God not only knows all, but God is everywhere. There is not a place you can go on earth or beyond the earth, where God is not at. He created it. He's everywhere. But even more than that, and I want you to get this today, that there's not a place in your life, there's not a feeling, there's not a situation that God is not present in. So just take a second and think about that. God is with you always. God is with you always. So as I was studying, I like to read commentaries and books, and I like to listen to sermons. And, and one uh, illustration that I th heard that I thought was pretty good is the illustration of wedding vows. See, when we stand at the altar to, to do wedding vows, those vows are, are particularly focused on one thing. And that one thing is being with each other faithfully. To be faithful, to stay with each other. Think about the wedding vows. We, we say, um, you know, in sickness and in health, in, in, in all, in, in, uh, for richer, for poorer, till death do us part, we will be faithful, we will stay together. The, the wedding vows, the, that's the goal, right, is to pledge that we will stay together forever. There's something powerful about that. But I know, and you guys all know, that, that our world and our relationships are not perfect. And there are plenty of times that those vows 
are not kept. Even if they were meant that day, they're not kept. And and the truth is, we are imperfect. So we pledge to each other. We say, hey, I'll never let you down. Hey, uh, never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around. No, you want me to sing it? We we say all these things. We say, I love you so much. I will never fail you. I'm always going to be with you. And you know what? We fail each other, don't we? We blow it because we're imperfect. But can I tell you today that there's a God that loves you, that has promised you that he will be with you always. And for thousands of years and thousands of years before that, God has proven his faithfulness. People will let you down. I will let you down. Don't say amen. (laughs) God will never leave you or forsake you. He is with you always. Not only does he know you completely, but he chooses to be with you. See, see some, some belief systems, uh, some, you know, other gods, little g gods, you know, other, other religious systems, they, they place the deity or the God way above, and, and it's an unattainable, and, and the idea in those systems is that we have to do things to become worthy of being with or around or even known or liked by the deity. Can I tell you the beautiful thing about the God that created you? He knows you. He knows your deepest faults. He loves you. And he chooses to be with you. God chooses relationship with us. That's God's desire. Let me, please hear me. God's desire is not for you to go to church and play a game and check a box. God's desire is for for you to know him completely and to walk with him and and to know his presence. And so he's here, and he's present, and he always has been. He's not just sitting up in heaven watching us, pulling strings. God is present. In the Old Testament, God was present through his spirit. Joshua 1.9 says, "'Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous?' Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah 41 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So even before Jesus showed up on earth, in the Old Testament, when there was this view of God and people, God was with his people. God's promise was with his people. Then we have Jesus show up. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. Jesus took on flesh, fully God, became one of us to be with us. The, the name of Jesus we talk about, Emmanuel. You've probably heard that name before. Emmanuel means God with us. And so Jesus shows up, and, and he's, he's God in flesh with us. Matthew 28, 20, the, the Great Commission. He says, go and make disciples. This is Jesus. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Then Jesus goes to heaven, but, but he, he's promised his spirit. And so Romans 8, 38 to 39 says, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, or things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation 
will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you getting the picture here? We serve a God that is with us. We serve a God that not only knows us perfectly and completely, but a God that is with us always. Right now, the Holy Spirit of God is with you. Right where you're sitting, right where you're watching, wherever it is, God is with you. So here's the deal. I want to I want to talk about four different kinds of people here in the room, and every single one of us will fall in one of these categories. Today, my prayer is that God will speak to you, and you'll know that God's present, no matter which one of these you fall in. The first one would be um, people that just need guidance. So life changed for me. I've talked about this before. Um, life changed for me a lot about four and a half years ago. Um, see. You, you have someone you call when you need something, right? Does everyone have someone they call when they need something? Well, the one person I could call and I always knew that they would pick up was my mother. If I was struggling or if I had a decision to make, I could call my mother. If something good happened, I could call my mother. And four and a half years ago, she passed away and life changed because now I can't pick up the phone and call my mom. I try to call my dad, he doesn't answer. He, he'll, t he'll call me back four days later if he calls me. <laughs> I could physically go to where he is, but, but I just, I lost that ability to just pick up the phone and, and reach out, and, and, and that was a tough transition. That was one of the hard things about losing my mom is that she was just always there, no matter what I needed. Today, maybe some of you are, are in a good place, and maybe life is going good, but you just need a little guidance. You need, you need God to to share life with you, to, to give you counsel, to lead you. Listen, I don't care if you have everything working for you, you need God's guidance. Without God, you will not live life to the fullest, and you will fall apart. You need God. And so some of us in here, and in fact, I'd probably say a lot of us in here would say, hey, life is good, God is good, everything's good. If, if you're in that boat... You still need the presence and the guidance of God. In the same way I used to be able to pick up the phone and call my mom and know that she was there for me, I want you to know that God is with you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, you don't even have to pick up a phone. You just open your heart, and He's there. So a lot of us in here maybe are in a place where life is good, we're not hurting too bad, we're not struggling, but... But listen, you need God, and He's with you. The second, uh, second person who's in here maybe is somebody who would feel, be feeling lost. So we have these cool things called cell phones. And as long as you have your cell phone on you, you know, you're probably okay. You're probably in pretty good shape. Have you ever gone to a place where your cell phone doesn't work, anybody? And did you feel completely lost? Every once in a while, we'll go on a mission trip. We'll go to another part of the, the world. And for the most part, most way around the world, cell phones still work. But every once in a while, when we go to Guatemala or we're going to go to Africa later this year, every once in a while, you'll get in a spot where your cell phone doesn't work. The, the connection's not there. And all of a sudden, all the information, all the directions, everything that you're used to relying on is gone 
And it's very easy to get lost. I remember about 15 years ago, we went on a softball trip to Chicago, and we're driving through downtown Chicago, and we've got the directions on our GPS, because with a phone, even in parts of Guatemala or Africa, the phone will tell you where to go. So you don't have to worry about being lost if you got your phone. But here's the problem. If you're disconnected from service, or if you go to downtown Chicago, maybe some of you have experienced this before, you get in between all those big buildings and all of a sudden the signal goes out and so we'd be driving following the phone and then all of a sudden it would get lost and we would get lost and we didn't know where to turn and you know, some of the roads go underground and some go over here and some are one way and we were lost. We we're just driving around downtown Chicago lost. Sometimes that happens in our faith. I'm going to guess that there are some people in here today that are feeling lost. Whether, whether you just feel like there's not a signal, there, you feel like God's not there, or whether you feel like there's other things that are just interrupting that signal, there's other things in your life that are, are getting in the way. If you're feeling lost today, can I tell you that God is with you? David says, where can I flee from your presence if I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise in the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, you're there. There is no place you can go where God is not with you. Our phones will fail us. People will fail us. God will never fail us. And there's not a place you can go that he's not at. So if you're feeling lost today, I just want you to know God is here with you. The, the third uh, a kind of person that would be in here is somebody who's maybe hurting deeply. Maybe you've just been going through it lately. Maybe you've got some physical stuff going on. Maybe, maybe life has thrown you a curveball and you just, you're just hurting. Maybe you've lost someone that you love. Maybe your work situation's changed. Maybe somebody that you loved or, or know has turned on you and things have gotten messy and you're just hurting today. I know this is true that there are people in here watching online that are just hurting deep down. So this week, our church lost one of the dear saints of the church, Gloria Wiles. Um, she'd been in, West, uh, in, in, in Chesterwood, right back here behind the church, for a couple years now. And I went to visit her Saturday. I got a text from someone saying that she wasn't doing so well. And so I got in the car and I went up to visit her and I walked in her room and it was just her there. And I walked in and she was just saying, oh, help me. Oh, help me. Please help me. And she was just in pain. She was hurting. And that was really hard for me because I couldn't help her. I didn't have meds. I didn't have any expertise. There was nothing I could do except stand there and pray with her and hold her hand. But this really awesome thing happened. For minutes, we're sitting there and she's just crying out, oh, help me. Oh, please help me. And I felt helpless and I grabbed her hand and I started praying. And you know what happened when I started praying with her? Her words started to change. And she said, thank you, God. Amen. Lord, help me. And she was aware of the presence of God, even in her suffering, in her pain. She knew God was with her. Listen, I don't care how bad you're hurting or what you're going through. I want you to know that we serve a God that knows us deeply and loves us and is always with us. Even if we're suffering, 
Even if we don't understand what's going on around us and we're hurting, He's with us. By the way, uh, her service is going to be at 11 o'clock here on Saturday. Visitation at 10 o'clock. Wonderful woman of God. And you know what? We don't live forever, do we? It would be great if God just healed us all the time and everything we lived. Maybe it wouldn't be great if we lived forever. But praise God that on a hospital bed in Chesterwood, with a woman who had been suffering and hurting for a long time, she knew that God was with her. Listen, I don't care how lost you are. I don't care how much you're hurting today. God is with you. David says, I can go to the heavens and you're there, but if I make my bed in the depths, you're there. God is with us. The fourth kind of person that's in here would be a person that's running from God. And you guys are sitting there and you're saying, I'm not running from God, I'm in church. (laughs) If I'm running, I'm running to the wrong place, right? No, you're running to the right place. But, But here's the reality. You can come to church and you can be running from God. You can do all the right things, but you can be running from God. And, and there may be people in this room who, who have just been, you've been struggling and, and maybe you feel like you can do things better on your own or you're just tired of feeling what, about what's going on, feeling the way you feel. And so maybe you've kind of closed your heart off. Maybe you stopped praying. Maybe you've really stopped worshiping because you just don't feel like it and you've kind of turned your heart away from God. I, I think the language here is, is crazy. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? It's almost as if David is saying, hey, I can't get away if I try. And the truth is, we've all probably tried at times to run away. We've all probably tried to get away. I think of Jonah. It says, go into the far side of the sea. Jonah wanted to run away from, from God. And, and we talked about Jonah last year. If you didn't hear it, go online and listen to the series. But Jonah ran from God, and we do this all the time. We decide that we want to do it our way, and we turn, and we, maybe we don't physically run. Maybe we don't go to the ends of the earth, but maybe we start to close our heart off to God. God is with you. Is David saying here, hey, I want to get away from you, God? No. We see throughout Psalm 139 that David is praising God for his presence and invites God, later we're going to talk about, to search him and know him deeply. David is not saying, I want to get away from you, God. David is saying, thank you, God, that when I have tried, you didn't leave me. Listen, even if you today are here and you've been running, you've been working against God, I want you to know that God loves you and God knows you and God is with you. So, so every single one of us falls in one of those four categories. Maybe things are good and you just need guidance. He's here. Maybe you're lost today. He's here. Maybe you're hurting deeply today. He's here. Maybe you're running. He's here. I love what David says in verse 10. Even there in the depths, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. So so no matter where you are, he's here. And he wants to guide you. Not only is God with you, but God is active. God wants to guide you. God wants to lead you to life to the fullest. 
So it's not just that God's here watching what you're going through. God is here wanting to help you, wanting to speak to you, wanting to lead you. I talked last week about the, that we believe 2024 is a year that we are going to bear fruit. God wants that. Listen to me, the creator of the world, your Savior God, knows you, invites you into relationship, and wants to lead you to life to the fullest. He's with you. He loves you, and God is always guiding us towards life in Him. So not only is He present, but He's working. He's not in neutral. He's not idle. God is working. The, the, the word there, um, it, it says, it, it, let me find it here. It says, um, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Not only does God want to guide you, God wants to hold you. Now, the, the word there, hold, is ahaz. And that word is not just grasping. The idea of it is that God wants to, to hold us the way a father would hold a child or wants to, to have us in his possession, not as, an, as a, a selfish thing, but in, in love for us, that God wants to hold us. You guys know there's power in holding, right? When somebody's hurting, what do they need? They need to be held. I remember one of the lowest moments in my life, I've told you this story before, was my last game of basketball, organized basketball I ever played, and I got benched, and I sat on the bench for the whole game, and my whole life I'd want to be a college basketball player, and it became abundantly real to me that that wasn't going to happen, and I felt like the biggest failure in the world. And when the game ended, I was mad, and I was hurt, and my dad came up, and he helped me. And he said, I love you. We need to be held. And God not only is with us, but God wants to guide us and God wants to hold us. If you're lost, God, God wants to grab your hand and lead you. If you're hurting, God wants to wrap you up and tell you that he's there and that he loves you. God's not idle. He's here. He's with us. He wants to guide us and he wants to hold us today. Verse 12, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. David says, even when I go to the darkest place, even when I get to the place that I think is furthest away, the place that's surrounded by darkness, the depths, it's not darkness to you, God. So, not only is God with us, God wants to guide us. God wants to hold us. But the other thing God wants to do today is God wants to shine light in our lives. Have you ever been in darkness before? I remember when we lived in Nashville. I was in high school, I think it was. And there was a day in Nashville where there were 17 different tornadoes at one day. That's not normal there. There were 17 different tornadoes. And I remember we lost power for days and we lived in this great big house. It was a church house, it was like the church's parsonage, which means the church owned it and we just lived in it. But it was this great big house. It was like 5,500 or 4,500 square feet, this giant house. And it sat on 17 acres that the church was on. So there was nobody around. And when the power was out for three or four days, when it got to nighttime, it was just darkness. You didn't see anything, not outside, not inside. You couldn't see anything. What happens in darkness? 
When, when the lights go out in your house and you try to walk around, what happens? You stub your toe? You hurt yourself? When you're driving on roads at night, if you don't have your phone out and it's dark, what happens? You get lost. I don't know if this happens to you, but my mind plays tricks on me. When, when it's dark, I think I'm seeing things that I don't. When the light comes on, all of a sudden I see what's what. I can see where I'm going. I don't stub my toe. I'm not lost. Listen, God wants to shine light in your life. There are parts of our lives that get dark, but God wants to shine light on the darkness and bring us into His light. So here's the deal. I don't know which of the four groups you're in today, but I do know that God is here and God is with us, and God wants to speak to us today. He wants to bring light into the darkness. So worship team's going to come up. I want to invite all of you to stand. And here's the deal. You made the effort to get out into the cold and to come to church this morning, or at least you made the effort to get on the couch and get online and turn it on. Way to go. <laughs> but don't stop there. Don't stop there. Because God's Word today, God wants to speak to us. God is here. The same way you hear me talking, God wants to speak to you. Maybe you won't audibly hear it, but God wants to speak to you. God wants to lead you. God wants to guide you. All it takes is to open your heart. So here's what I want us to do. As the worship team sings this last song, I want to invite you to respond to God's Word. And if you today just need some counsel, that's where I'm at. I want to invite you to come to an altar and, and seek that counsel. Today, if you are lost, if you just feel like life's gotten crazy and you feel lost today, I want to invite you to respond to come and let him show you the way. Today, if you're hurting deeply, I want to invite you to come and offer it to God and let him hold you.